Do you want to hear this podcast a day early? Of course you do. And for just $1 a month, you can get this show a day before everybody else hears it. Just go to patreon.com slash NJ and become a patron. And not only are you going to support this podcast, you'll be supporting my Kyla's Napping podcast and all my great TV reviews on my YouTube channel. Everything I do creatively. There's a ton of other great rewards. So go to the page, watch the video, check it out. Patreon.com slash NJ. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Earth 81 Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Robinson. This podcast is where I talk about all things TV. A lot of focus on DC TV shows on the CW, but also any other shows that I'm watching and enjoying. I like to talk about them right here on the podcast. A lot of stuff to go over today. First, I want to start off with a congratulations to Gal Gadot, director Patty Jenkins, DC Films, and just everybody involved with Wonder Woman for a tremendous Record-breaking opening weekend, over $100.5 million at the U.S. box office. It's the highest uh, for a female-directed movie, like, ever. That's crazy. That's It's amazing. I'm so happy that, you know, DC finally got one right. <laughs> I feel like they get a lot of flack for Batman Superman and Suicide Squad and some other films. I, sounds like they got this one right, though. I did not see the movie. I rarely go to a movie opening weekend anymore. And to be completely honest, uh, leading up to the film, I really had no desire to see the movie. And for the simple reason that uh, I, I'm not the biggest Wonder Woman fan in the world. I don't. I never really collected Wonder Woman comics as a kid. Um, I mean, I know about the character. I know her history. I know her origin. You know, I, I enjoy her when she's involved in Justice League and everything else. But it's just like, you know what? I don't go see every superhero movie. I just don't. I'm, uh, you don't have to. <laughs> I never went and saw Ant-Man, Doctor Strange. I haven't seen Batman versus Superman. I'm going to be honest with you. The, the, the bad reviews scared me away. And a couple friends I talked to who saw it were like, told me flat out, I don't think you'll enjoy it. So it's one of those things, but with all these great reviews and seeing that it's just a genuinely good movie, now I have a desire to see it, uh, and, and I'm looking forward to going to see it, hopefully in the theaters, you never know. But uh, And another big congratulation goes out to Katie Cassidy, who plays Laurel and uh, Black Siren and Black Canaries, multiple parts <laughs> on Arrow and Flash and, and the, the uh, DC TV universe on the CW. She got engaged over the weekend to her fiancé, Matty Ice, as he's known on social media. I don't know his real name. I don't, <laughs> I don't follow his life that closely. But uh, congratulations to them. I'm very excited that uh, Katie will be back as a regular on Arrow. Uh, in the fall, it's kind of a spoiler because we kind of know that she's going to survive the Lian Yu explosion because they, they already announced that she's back. She's going to play Black Siren on Arrow. We don't know in what capacity. Is she going to be friend or foe? But uh, congratulations to her and her fiance, Matt, and uh, many, many wishes of, of happy years of marital bliss. Not a ton of DC TV news in the last week. You know, this time of year is usually slow. Uh, after the show's end, not much happens. I think the, the actors get a get a break for a while. The writers are hard at work right now. Uh, you know, Stephen Amell is is filming a movie in Canada. The movie that he's producing, I believe, with his brother Robbie, Code Eight. So that's that's not sort of news, but so I mean, we we're just getting a lot of like casting news and, and things over the next couple weeks. One of the the first big casting announcements was we know who definitely who's going to be the villain on Supergirl this coming season, season three, and that's going to be Rain, who is a world killer. And I had to do some research because I'm not familiar with this character, but it seems pretty badass. <laughs> She's from Krypton. She left before it exploded. 
She's a world killer. I think that pretty much speaks for itself. And Rain will be played by Annabelle Odette, who was on the TV show Banshee, which I believe was on Cinemax, and also the name of my cat. Uh, <laughs> no reason you should care about that. Uh, she's had some other acting work. I, I've never really heard of her. I, I saw her. I checked out her social media and everything. Beautiful young actress and uh, looking forward to seeing what she brings to the role of Rain, who just seems pretty, like I said, pretty badass. But also begs the question, what about General Zod? We had kind of like a General Zod tease in the season finale, and I've also heard rumors that he is going to be involved somehow in this season. So we're going to have two big bads or they're going to team up at some point. You know, we don't know what's going to happen there. So that's the... Biggest piece of like actual casting news that came out this week. The other big story, in my opinion, and and I made a YouTube video about it and put it out there to try to uh, fan the flames and spread the word, is that Manu Bennett, who plays Slade Wilson, Deathstroke on Arrow, is actively campaigning on social media to get a Deathstroke TV show made. And, you know, everybody's been tweeting. I've been saying tweet to Greg Berlanti and Jeff Johns and Mark Guggenheim you know, the producers of DC TV and film tell them that we want a Deathstroke TV show. And I'm not crazy. I don't want a 22 episode show on the CW. I don't think that's what fits the character and what, what fits the landscape of, of TV right now, comic book TV. I think a Deathstroke show would be perfect in like a Netflix style format, like 10 to 12 episodes and not on Netflix either. DC, you know, has announced this streaming service that's going to be fronted by Young Justice and, and, and uh, season three and a bunch of other original shows. I think this would be a perfect, you know, selling point because if DC is going to have their own streaming service, they're going to be asking us, the fan, the consumer to plop down another monthly fee for another streaming service. There's already so many out there. Uh, so they really need something to really draw us in. I don't think just uh, season three of Young Justice is enough, but uh, or, and also the Teen Titans show. That, that That's pretty good in itself, but those two things are great, but I mean, have it be a three-headed monster. Have that Deathstroke show ready to go, and those three things, that might make me plunk down, you know, five, seven, ten dollars, whatever they're going to set the price point at. But uh, like I said, check out my video on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash Chris Robinson NJ. Tweet your support at Manu Bennett, at uh, Greg Berlanti, which is at G Berlanti, at Jeff Johns, that's just his name, and M Guggenheim. Those guys, I think, have the most power to make the Deathstroke show happen. And I think, you know, judging by just all the retweets Manu's been doing, uh, there's a lot of people out there that want this. So let's make it happen for him and ourselves, the fans. Now, one other arrow note that I didn't talk about last week, I wanted to, and I cut it out. Uh, I didn't record anything about it, but I want to talk about one character that we kind of didn't get any closure on, and it's kind of like a rollover to next season on Arrow, and that's Vigilante. Now, originally, Vigilante, uh, when they announced that he was going to be part of the show, they said that's who Josh Segarra, who played Prometheus, Adrian Chase, they said that's who Josh was playing which was kind of the decoy, kind of like the, the misdirect, like, oh yeah, he's playing Vigilante. And then he was revealed to be Prometheus. So we're like, okay, so who the hell is Vigilante? And, you know, he was really button heads with Oliver and the team a lot. You know, he kind of wants to just, he, he's more of an old school Oliver. He just wants to shoot to kill and take care of the problem and be done with it. And Oliver's like, nah, we're not playing that this way anymore. And he's like, cool, man, I am. And they never revealed who he was. They never, you know, gave the character much backstory. Uh, and I read, I think towards the end of the season, like, yeah, we will see Vigilante again, but I, I wonder if they've actually cast somebody for real to play the role or if it's just, you know, just going to kind of leave it open-ended. We don't know, but that's what, one thing with it, with the way they tied up, like all the other storyline characters that, and I think like 
Ragman, but Ragman, he lost his powers and just kind of left. I think that's the end, end for him. I don't think we're going to see any more of him, but Vigilante was an interesting character and I would like to see more. And I know he's, uh, you know, big in the comic books in recent years. He's had his own book, I believe, a couple times. So be interesting to see if they bring back Vigilante for season six and what role he'll play. And the last thing I want to talk about here on the podcast today, not a DC TV show, but like I said, I want this show to kind of encompass all things TV that I like and enjoy. And if I'm not talking about it on my YouTube channel, I'm probably going to talk about it here. A podcast take me a little less time to put together. It's a little easier. Uh, it's a little freer. I don't have to get as many pictures and animations and stuff. You know, I still, I still put a lot of effort into the show. But uh, it's just nice to be able to mix podcasts and TV, and I love doing podcasts. It's, when I was a kid, I wanted to do radio, and that sort of that dream sort of faded. But I really enjoy it. But so enough enough babbling. What I want to talk about is Fear the Walking Dead, which is kind of based on a comic book to a degree. Uh, it's a spinoff of a show from a comic book. I watched the season three premiere last night, the two hour two episode season premiere, and. Fear the Walking Dead, I said on Twitter, I was like, you know what? I like this show. I like it. I don't I don't love it. I'm not as passionate about it. I've watched the first two seasons. Uh, you know, I live tweet them occasionally. But I'm like, I don't know if I love this show enough to really uh, do a video about it. Really, really put a lot of effort behind it. And I, re- I really do have to care about a show to, to do the videos. I, I don't know why. It's just the way I am. I just have to be passionate about it or I really can't put all my energy into it. But... The season premiere last night was very good and very intense and very action-packed. And the the thing I love about The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead in general is you don't know what's going to happen from week to week. They could kill any character at any time and take the story in a completely different direction at the drop of a hat. And I feel like that sense of surprise and shock and uncertainty is what is missing from a lot of shows. And I'm not saying other shows should be killing main characters off left and right. I'm just saying there's certain shows that have been around for a while, Doctor Who, for example, where they become so formulaic that, you know, you just kind of want things to be shaken up a little bit. And, you know, with Doctor Who, it's like, okay, you know, you know, eventually the doctor's going to die. They're going to get somebody else to play him. And, you know, life goes on. But uh, I would like more like twists and turns, I guess, from that show. The DC shows provide de- a decent amount of twists and turns throughout the season. Um, but Fear the Walking Dead last night, and, and spoiler alert, if you didn't see it, click away now or <laughs> click forward in the podcast. Uh, they killed one of the main characters in Travis, who's been around since season one. He was like the main you know, male character. A lot of people thought that he was going to kind of be a Rick Grimes-esque character. He wasn't. Uh, you know, he was really his own his own character. They killed him off. And, you know, the the show is really down to four main characters. Uh, Madison, Nick and Alicia, which is a mother and her two kids. And then Strand, who's kind of the con man they met along the way, but is a very engaging and intriguing character. And you really want to know, you know, what's going on with him. So I'm like, I even said on Twitter, I was like, I wouldn't mind if the show was just Nick and Strand, if they were separate together, whatever. They're the two most like characters that I care about the most and that, that I just have the most... Uh, unique qualities uh, on the show, but I also like the family aspect and everything. And that now they're going to be on this ranch, which is like uh, the survivalist guy uh, has like a bunch of people living at this ranch right across the border in the U S right across the Mexican border. Cause the family was in Mexico. Now they're back in the U S but uh, it, it's been a really interesting take just on the whole walking dead universe and to see it from 
you know, different character perspectives in a different part of the country and another element, like it just makes sense. Like, yeah, there probably would be some of these people, these preppers who uh, have been ready for the apocalypse or the fall of democracy, whatever you want to call it. Um, But I I think if there's any walking dead fans out there, maybe that either didn't give the show a chance or maybe watch the first season or part of the second season. It didn't, you know, catch on with them. I, I would give it another go. I would start with last night's episode it's pretty straightforward what's going on. Um, I think it is kind of like a jumping in point for the show. If you have a base knowledge, you don't have to go back and watch uh, a, a ton of a ton of stuff, ton of previous episodes. And uh, I just really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm going to continue to watch it every week. My wife enjoys it, and I enjoy it. She actually fell asleep during the final part of it. I hope they don't do two-hour episodes anymore because... <laughs> As two uh, two parents who were exhausted by the end of the day from their toddler watching something from nine to eleven is like, ooh, it's you got to put some real effort behind that. But I did it. She failed. <laughs> so uh, no, but I really liked it. And I really like to see where they're gonna go. You know, if Strand finds the group because he's separate from the other three right now, and uh, how Madison and Nick and Alicia are gonna handle this family who they've already had conflict with the one son who Madison tried to scoop his eyeball out with a spoon. Awesome scene. <laughs> awesome, awesome whole thing. She kind of was like holding him hostage with the spoon in his eye. Really gross, really violent, really cool, and just really made me like that character even more. And a lot of people, I see a lot of hate online for her. I don't know why. I really don't. But uh, she, she's she's coming along. She's doing some pretty badass stuff too. But uh, yeah, so check out Fear the Walking Dead if you haven't. I, I've really enjoyed last night, and I hope that the show continues to just grow and get better. And uh, something they said on Talking Dead afterward, it's nice that the show... Oh, no, no, I think I read... I'm sorry, I read an article afterwards. It's nice that the show's not beholden to comic books. I think a lot of times fans of the regular Walking Dead get upset when the show either strays too far from the comic book material or isn't close enough to the comic like, uh you know, and, and fear doesn't have that problem because they are just their own thing that they've created. So I think that actually helps some of the enjoyment too. But also you might be like, oh, I kind of want to know what's going to happen and see if they follow the comics. But so check out Fear the Walking Dead if you haven't. That is it for today for the Earth 81 podcast. Again, I'm your host, Chris Robinson. Thank you all so much for listening. The show is currently on SoundCloud. I'm going to get it up soon on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Now that I, this will be the third episode, that's what I did with my other podcast, Kyle is Napping. I waited till three episodes, then submitted it. So I'll get it up there for you guys soon. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Chris Robinson and Jay. You can also follow the show at Earth 81 Podcast, both on Twitter and Instagram. I post a lot of cool fan art. And uh, things from just I find about the DC TV shows on on the Instagram page. It's been really fun. So if you're an artist, if you do a lot of fan art or, you know, if you do anything DC related, you know, let me know. Follow me on Instagram and I'll share some of your stuff and, and check out the show and, you know, a little cross promotion action. So and of course. If you want to support the show uh, and you want to get the show a day early, there's my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Chris Robinson and Jay to support this podcast, my other one, and my YouTube channel. Uh, I'm trying to become a full-time content creator, and Patreon's one of the ways I'm going to make that happen. So any support you can offer will be greatly appreciated. Just a dollar a month to get the show early, like I said up top. And that'll do it for this week. Uh, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. I have some new videos up this week. And then Kyle is Napping Podcast on Friday. Enjoy the rest of your day. Smile. Bye-bye.